You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. Rabbi Jeff Adler of Messianic Congregation Sha'arei Yeshua is joining us this morning, and as I've been encouraging you to be reading in Psalm 37, no, he will not forsake his saints, a writing of David in the Psalms, and I am glad we're going to jump into this, Jeff. I, you know, I'm looking here, and in my sidebar on the margin of my Bible, right next to the first uh, seven, I have them um, right next to the first seven verses. I have these big words that just says right living, pointing me back to Matthew 7 in um, the Sermon on the Mount and Jesus's teaching, uh, verses 7 to 23. And so I'm bouncing back, back and forth between Matthew 7 and, and the words of Christ all the way back here to the writings of David. And I'm, uh, it's like a teeter-totter, but it's, a, it's so rich with great wisdom. Good morning to you, brother. Good morning. Good, good morning. This, this uh, psalm, well, you know, I mean, there is so much anger in our world now. And, and people, you know, don't just, people often, remember, I've heard a lot of conversations, I've had a lot of conversations lately with, with people who are, who are just amazed that there was a time when somebody would, someone might have a countering view or opinion or something, and somebody would just say, um, "Okay, let's talk about that." But yeah. now people go directly into, "You're a bigot," or "You're a racist," yes. or "You're terrible," or "You're stupid," or or whatever, and uh, you know, and and especially you know, as, as people who try to follow God, we see things going on in our culture, and there's just uh, the stress levels rise because we become so angry and so upset. And here, in this psalm, God talks about keeping eyes focused on on, on him. I think that uh, the scripture that God used to call me into the work that I'm doing was when uh, came when I was a, a senior in college. I was making plans to go to a law school and one night I heard uh, I kept hearing in, in my in my head uh, this verse in the year of King Uzziah's death I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and and lifted up and I didn't I couldn't remember where it was I was sure it was from the Bible but there was a there was a fellowship meeting going on a, a party actually going on in our house I'd gone upstairs to do to do some schoolwork and um, and the and and the the, the rabbi was, was downstairs I went down and I quoted I said where is that he said that's Isaiah 6 and and um, and and, uh, and and so uh, I went back up and I read it and God spoke to me and and I saw how Isaiah was transfixed by the vision of God his whole life was changed, and God spoke to me through that. And, and how? And lately, as I've been been sensing all of this emphasis, all, all these stresses, and all of these stimuli uh, to uh, anger and rage and panic and all that stuff, 
that keeps coming back, and I keep asking God, Lord, help me keep keep a vision of Yourself in my eyes, which is basically what this thirty seventh Psalm is about. He says, "Do not fret." Um, you know, I'll teach her. And 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 it, the the heat pael's verb stem here uh, for the verb for the verb chara the verb actually means to be to burn it means we get so we see something going on and we we're so stirred up by it, that's like we're just burning we're on fire we we we're on the danger of losing control of our emotions. And, uh, you know, with election results and all kinds of things, it's possible for us, for us to, get, um, to get way out of control. But the verb occurs here in, the, in the, what's called the heat pael stem. I don't want to be too technical here, but it, it has, a, has a, a reflexive uh, sense of it, so we do it to ourselves. <laughs> so he says, and, and he says, "Don't do it." Now, one of the things that's fascinating is the the negative form that's used here. It's al. There are two primary negatives in Hebrew: al and lo. And lo is kind of open and ended, often translated never. Um, but here, al al is for the here and now. And so by God's use, by the Spirit of God using that form, what he's saying is, he, he's saying you, can't, you won't really be able, there are enough stimuli to panic and rage in life that you can't just make a decision once and say, okay, I'm in control now for the rest of my life. Every time there's a stimulus to rage or anger or panic or fear, we have to make that choice again. So, so he so he says, "Do not get yourself, do not fret because of people who do evil." He says, "Nor be envious of those who do wrong." Sometimes, what happens? We see these people doing wrong things or terrible things or upsetting things, and they seem to be getting away with it. And and uh, and so he says. So the counsel here is. Keep eyes on God. He says, for he says, because like the grass, they soon wither and fade like a green, like a green herb. And so he says, they're they're really not prospering as much as they might appear to be, and and, and they're not getting it getting away with it like 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 um, like they appear to be. And then he goes on in verse in verse 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 3 or verse 2 in a lot of English texts, he says, uh, batach is a word trust. <laughs> you know, and by the way, it's in the singular here. So he's not just giving a blank statement. He's not just talking to the nation. He's talking to all of us. Individually. Individual. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and that, that, that the, that the, the, the 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 fate and the state of, of a nation um, are determined by the choices of many individuals. What an interesting concept that that, that is, um, you know, because because we we may complain about what what the the government is doing or the or the or, or the the power break the power brokers are doing. The fact is, if enough individuals make the right choice, and here it is, trust in the Lord. What does it mean to trust in the Lord? It means to say, 
okay, God. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, it it's not just signing on some kind of a membership card or some some such thing. It, it is saying, okay, God, you know what? My uh, I'm counting on. I believe you when you say anything. <laughs> God, you. You, you, you're not a, you're not a man that you should lie, and so, Lord God, I believe you. You said you, you've got this, you've got this, and, and I believe you, Lord God. And so, I'm going to back off here. I'm going to back off here and not get myself all wound up. Uh, trust in the Lord and do good, which means, why did you say that? Because there are times when we we feel so frustrated and so angry. And we say, what, what's the use of, of trying to do the right thing? The, the pressures around us are so, so great, and so many people are doing so much evil, and so, so many people don't care about God. What difference do I make? And each individual is, is, is called on here, you know, Elijah, for instance, you know that well, well, well-known passage in First Kings nineteen when he had just had the confrontation with the prophets of Baal, and and Jezebel does not does not respond as as the, as, uh, as Elijah had hoped. Uh, instead, she sends a threat to him: if you're if you're if if like if at this time tomorrow you're not like one of my prophets, then you know. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, she threatens to kill him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 the king didn't. Yeah, nothing seemed like nothing changed. And he says, and he says, Lord, they've killed your prophets. They've torn down your altars, uh, and I'm left alone, and they're after me. Uh, and and he runs, and God tells him. I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have never bowed the knee to Baal. And that doesn't, that doesn't even include the ones that had maybe bowed down to Baal and had repented of it. Yeah. Um, we, we don't know, but here we think we're alone, and what we're doing makes no difference at all. And yet the prophets of Baal, we don't know the names of one of them, but we know Elijah, who never wrote a, who never wrote a book in the Bible. And uh, uh, and so he says, trust in the Lord and do good. In other words, keep doing the things that God calls you to do and dwell in the land. Shechan is, is the verb. It's the same verb root from which Shechina comes, dwelling. He says, dwell in the land. Make it home. In other words, live your life. Do what I've called you and provided for you for you, you to do. Dwell in the land and feed on faithfulness. And he says, and then this next verse is so powerful. Delight yourself. Anag. Anag. Anag, the more common verb for, for delight or pleasure is chafetz. But here he uses a different word. He uses the verb anag, which is used in certain occasions. And it it, it, it like it, it's a more intense form of delight. It actually means exquisite pleasure, and uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, synagogues have this period of time that follows that follows the Sabbath, the service called the Oneg Shabbat, which means literally 
the exquisite delight of the Sabbath, and they bring out the great refreshments. I mean, they br- they bring out cakes and 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 cupcakes and cookies and chocolate and 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 special drinks and so on. And the whole thing is, we've come together to rest in the Lord, and and, and we we are expressing the completeness of what God is doing, and and, uh, and so we're just kind of celebrating and 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 so many of the of, of the the festivals in the Bible are feasts because God says you shall rejoice in me and so God so here it says find exquisite delight in Adonai in the Lord and he will give you the mishalot the desires of your heart now most people read that and they think okay uh, you know I've got a dream house a dream job a dream bank account uh, a dream spouse, a dream girlfriend, dream dream boyfriend, dream car, you know, and not that any of those things are bad, but they don't. But he's not really referring to that. Mishalot comes from the Hebrew verb shaal, which is the most common word for prayer, <laughs> and so the prayers of the heart. So what is he referring to? He he is referring to the fact that there are things in our lives, things in our hearts, that God built into us when he created us. Um, and you, I think of Jeremiah 1.5, which is, which, is, uh, which is one of the prophet readings for this week uh, on the, in, 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 in the Torah portion, where, where, where God says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before I before I brought you forth, I sanctified you, and I have made you. I, I gifted you to be a prophet to to the nations. In other words, it was a gift that that that, that Je- Jeremiah could have done all kinds of things with his life, but the thing that God had put it, God had God had given him in essence a special gift to be a prophet, no matter what he did. Nothing was going to satisfy him, even though you read through the book and you find he had all kinds of issues and struggles and, 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 and conflicts. The very first verse of the book says he was descended from the line of priests that had been, had been banned from, from office that were descended from Eli, the, 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 prop, the high priest who didn't discipline his sons. Um, but he said, in spite of those, those feelings of, of rejection and shame and, and inferiority, that there was something, there was another agenda that God had built into him, had wired him with to be a prophet. And he would never be the same, he could never be the person he could have been if he hadn't followed God, if he hadn't heard God's call to be a prophet. And there are people, because our culture tells us, what, what really makes life sing, what really brings out the music of our lives is lots of money and popularity yeah. and fame and, you know, uh, material things and our culture defines us. And, and God is saying, God is saying, no, I wired you. Not that those other things are necessarily bad, but don't miss the main topic of the agenda. Yeah. You know, Jeff, earlier today, uh, in our scripture of the day, we're over in Exodus uh, 19, where God is telling Moses what to tell the people, that uh, should they obey his voice and keep the covenant, then he would 
uh, they would be his treasured possession. That's what he calls us. We're beloved by him, and that he would make them a holy nation, a kingdom of priests. And but we we live in a culture that absolutely says, you know, move away from keeping the covenant, move away from obeying my voice, and more so obeying the things around you in the world, which was in fact pagan worship, and that's. Um, where we tend to today is that, like you said, God is telling us, I've made you a certain way. I have put these things in you. There's purpose and plan in my creating you. And if we cooperate with that, we can live this incredible life, this knowing the love of God and knowing, you know, that peace. But we, we choose this false counterfeit and that's where that angst and anger comes from, which is where we're going to, I know we're going to get to the anger part, but we're still doing the same thing that Israel was doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? The only way we can find out, really, most people have no idea. We, our, our culture tells us, you know, our education process, everything. And, and the tensions are not necessarily bad, but... You know, the whole thing, the only person who really knows what those mishalot, uh, the, that, that's the plural, uh, mishalah is the singular. The only way we can know what, what, what those are is in the context of a relationship with, uh, with God. Um, and the only way, once we discover them, the only way we can develop them is in the context of a, of a relationship with God because he knows us. As God said to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, Yadatiha, I knew you, and that verb yada means to know intimately, personally, in detail. And he he's the only one who really knows us. And so he says, delight yourself. Find exquisite delight in Adonai. Trust in him, and he will do it. And he will give you the request of your heart. Commit your way to Adonai. That verb, that verb goal, means to roll. In other words, sometimes the stresses of life are so heavy, it just feels like we're being bent over and stooped over by, by the weight of it. Yeah. And so sometimes we just, it, the weight that we take onto ourselves is so heavy that we we struggle to to lift it. We can't pick it up and transfer it. We just kind of turn around and just roll it onto the Lord. And Yeshua said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take what? Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so he, 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 and you'll find rest to your soul. In other words, we we can't handle the burden. We do the wrong thing. We pick up what he is designed to carry, and and, and you know and 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 we we can't carry it. So he so he says he says the mishalot that I have for you, I'll transfer them to you. I'll handle the heavy stuff that you that you, you you've taken. So he says, commit your way, roll your way onto the Lord. Trusted in Batach, there he is, and he will do it. He will bring out your vindication. Actually, the word is tzedaka, which means your 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 righteousness. It's a, it's he will bring it out. 
uh, he he will bring out your 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 righteousness, and we don't have any. And we are uh, heading into the home stretch here of our study with Rabbi Jeff Adler of Messianic Congregation Sha'arei Yeshua. We are looking at Psalm thirty-seven, and we stopped and put a pause where. In verse 6, it says, He will bring forth your righteousness as the light. And you made this a very good point. We don't have any. We don't have any to be brought forth. The only righteousness that you and I have is imparted to us because of God's compassion, grace, and mercy over us through the work of the cross. It's it's Christ that that righteousness is imparted to us. So how would he have brought that righteousness forth as light when we're talking about David's time. This is we are yeah. well before the birth of Christ. No, because we because we, we know if you, if you when when you study the life of David, you know that he he had some classic historic sins. Yeah. Um and yet he repented of them, and God had a relationship with them, and he, he, made, he made, made it a promise. He promised the dynasty to him, and he said, he said when, when he sins, he said, I will, not take my, I, I, I will not take my love away from him. Um, I will reprove him. And so God had a relationship because he was looking forward to the time when Messiah would come. The same atonement that covers our sins covered David's. Because he had a, he had faith in the promise of God, uh, and so as, as Isaiah fifty four uh, seventeen says, no weapon formed against you will prosper, and every every tongue sp- raised against you, I will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication, literally their righteousness, is for me. Same thing. God can God gave righteousness that we can't possibly earn on our own. And uh, Second Second Corinthians five says, "He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God." And so here in this passage, when it says He will bring out our righteousness as light, in other words, every time because of being in a covenant relationship with God through faith in His Messiah, through trusting in Him, that God. Every time we sin, God brings out the righteousness. Every time, every time we are accused, I'm thinking of Zechariah three, where the high priest is, is is on trial and Satan is accusing him of all the things that had led to the exile in, in, in Babylon. God's response is to, to Satan: "You are rebuked. Now God has chosen Jerusalem as a brand plucked from the fire." And that's what God does. He reaches into the fires of judgment, pulls us out, and that's what's being described. He says, no, he belongs to me. He's been redeemed by the blood of my son, by the, the atonement. He, will, he was wounded for our rebellions, crushed for our guilt, the punishment that, led to our, that leads to our well-being will fall upon him, and by his stripes we, we are healed. And so the key he said, verse 6, be still before Adonai, wait patiently, hang in there with the Lord, he's faithful, he hasn't lied to us, he has nothing to gain by, by, just, by just blowing smoke at us. Um, and so he says, put, put away, do not fret over one prospering in his way, over one carrying out wicked schemes, they're not getting away with it. And so 
He says, put away anger and truth from wrath. Do not fret. He repeats it again. Al uh, titchar. He said, he said, just, just, uh, just like he began, began the psalm. And by, by and large, the rest of the psalm. I know we're running out, out of time here. So, uh, by and large, the rest of the psalm is God saying, "I've got this. I've got this. Trust me. Hang with me. I've got the the, the final act of the play hasn't been played out yet. It's, it hasn't arrived on the stage." He says, "I'm taking care of it." And he says, Adonai, the last verse, Adonai helps them and delivers them. And that, that verb that, that verb is yasha, it's to save, I saved them. Yeshua's name comes from this verb. And so it just oozes and has, with implications of the Messiah. He rescues them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Well, you know, when I look, the heading of my, so I have the ESV translation, the heading of this in Psalm 37 is, He will not forsake his saints. You know, the indication here that we talk about, uh, when we think of that word saints, there's perseverance, there is the pursuit and the endeavor to follow after God and his will in our life. And that is so important. We cannot we cannot um, deny ourselves that, that he is a just God. If we don't act, if we aren't pursuing him, if we are not um, following and building that relationship with the Lord, you know, I, I can't claim these promises to myself. But they're, but they're there for us to grab hold of. Yes, it, apply but, for we, ourselves. but we have to grab hold of that. Yeah, they got to make yeah. that an intentional thing in in our life, the pursuit of Him. My goodness, yeah. Jeff, you know, this is just rich. Tell us a little bit about Friday evenings over at Messianic Congregation, Sha'arei Yeshua. Well, we're going to read from, we're going to read from, from the Torah, and uh, the Torah portion for the, for this week is God's uh, calling to Moses and God speaking. Israel's been in, in, enslaved, and God speaks to him from from the from the burning bush. And tomorrow we're going to read the portion for, from the scroll where 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 God speaks to Moses and gives him gives him his, his name. If so. well, if people want to. Uh tune in. Well, first off, if you want to attend, I want to encourage you, Friday services are at 7.30. Uh, you're talking the the northeast corner, 72nd Street and Keystone area of Indianapolis on the northwest uh, northeast corner of the city. Uh, beautiful congregation. want to encourage you, if you can participate in person, go and enjoy the Shabbat services. If you are unable to, go to Facebook. Tune in just about 7.30 on Messianic Congregation Sha'arei Yeshua's uh, Facebook page. You will find that they were streaming the service there. And uh, if you want to find out more, go to sha'areyeshua.org. And if you're struggling with the spelling on that, go to kellyandsteve.org, and you'll find the link right there in our resources tab. Jeff, just what an absolute blessing. Thank you for uh, taking the time to share in this with us. Thank you. I I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's a well. I enjoyed it too. It's a dynamite and uh, incredible, you know, teaching, and it brings some richness 
to these words that we otherwise would miss without your guidance. And so we so greatly appreciate you. You have an incredible day, my brother. Same to you. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.